Community Players Podcast Standby. Places, please. Hosts and guests, places, please. House lights, go. Hold, please. We are holding. Welcome to Places, Please, a podcast from Community Players Theater in Beatrice, Nebraska, and the eighth episode of our mini-series, Hold, Please, where we connect with past players from around the country and throughout the organization's history. I'm Jamie Ulmer, Managing Artistic Director here at the theater. We are back this week and establishing our new release timeline. As we are now slowly able to begin resuming some of our other programming, we're going to be shifting the podcast to releasing new episodes every two weeks instead of once a week. But this week is basically a double episode because we have not one, not two, not three, but six guests all at once. We are talking to the members of the Fromm family, Brent, Val, Claire, Katie, Natalie, and Grace. They are another one of those families who has really been involved with community players in so many ways over the years, but who also have been really impacted and inspired by their involvement in this community-based arts organization. When I first had the idea to interview the entire family, well, I knew it was probably going to be a long episode, but it's also a very fun conversation. Enjoy. We are now joined by the uh, biggest group of people we have ever tried to interview on the podcast. So uh, we'll see how this goes. Uh, <laughs> cross your fingers, everybody. Uh, let's just start off by going around and having each of you introduce yourselves. Well, I'm Brent uh, from I'm the uh, patriarch of the family. <laughs> okay, Val. then I'll go next. I'm Val from and I then would be the matriarch of the family. <laughs> yeah. All right. And continuing in our archercacies. Uh... <laughs> uh, that is me. I'm Claire Sunderman and I'm the eldest of four girls. I am Katie from still, and I am the second of the daughters. Natalie from as well, um, third daughter. And then lastly, I'm Grace from, and I am the youngest of the four. I just, as you were going and saying, I am the third daughter. I am the, I just kept thinking of Tevia in Fiddler on the Roof. Yep. Uh, like, I have, how many daughters? I, I have five daughters. I thought, I thought you were thinking about our uh, Tello Dolly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was hoping we could step forward and Liesl, step. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, if this if this was a a video podcast, a, a vlog of some sort, then that's exactly how we would do it. But audio and, only. And Brent, gang. Brent would be in his lederhosen then. <laughs> ah, and that is why we are not a, a video <laughs> podcast. <laughs> So you guys are a great example of how an entire family can really be involved uh, with the theater in various levels, not just being on stage. What is the From Family origin story at Community Players? Um, and then also, what is, uh, for each of you individually, what was the first thing that you were involved with at the theater? But first of all, how did the whole kind of the whole family first get involved, which probably would be Brent's origin story. Yeah, um, I guess I started, it was about probably 1992, 93. Um, we'd been in town about a year and and the uh, the theater was going to do The Foreigner. Uh, 
Um, and, and I had, we had just moved in from Texas in, in a small town in Texas and that show, that theater, we had a community theater and they did the foreigner. And I thought, well, you know, the, the theater is a place to get involved and meet people. Um, and we knew a few people in town, but it was one of these things when I said, maybe I could do the, the, the show and reprise my role, um, as, uh, in the foreigner. And, and so, that was kind of the impetus of me trying out and, and getting involved. What what role did you play in Foreigner? Uh, Charlie Baker. Oh, you were Charlie. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We like to think of it as floppy D tongue. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I remember that line. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of his nom de plume a little bit there. <laughs> Um, and so now, uh, let's go through kind of the rest of you. Uh, well, Val, what was your first, uh, involvement? Well, my first role actually was just, um, as an audience member, I liked to think of myself as the lead applauder and chuckler in the audience, because <laughs> I, I feel that is my best role is to cheer the actors on. Um, but uh, behind stage is where I started, and I my first thing um, was I did assistant stage managing for A Christmas Story, and that was 2005, and I think the only reason I said yes was because um, Chris Obink was willing to co-ASM, but not fully stage manage, so we had two co-assistant stage managers and I loved Chris so it was a way to um, be in the theater and be with good friends yeah Chris Hobick has led many people down the garden path (laughs) (laughs) Um, Claire what about you Uh, so my I mean my very earliest memories of community players were actually going to rehearsal with my dad at the foreigner and I would have been a preschool age. Um, and I, I remember sitting in the audience and just kind of watching him and stuff. And that was super fun just to see my dad you know, have, taking on this other persona that I didn't get to see at home all the time. So um, that's kind of my earliest, earliest memory. But um, I started with uh, the Beatrice children's theater and started um, at age five, they did the show um, Cinderella and then kind of worked my way up through Beatrice Children's Theater, um, kind of getting to know the theater that way. And then my first official role um, was Girl with Balloon, I believe, uh, in, in quotes, <laughs> um, in Anything Goes. And that was when I was um, in eighth grade, so 13 years old there. So, And then, you know, very on stage, off stage, choreographer, um, ASM, different things like that. So, but primarily actor, I believe. (laughs) Um, Katie. Um, Yeah, same kind of with Claire. I remember being like at the theater watching my dad in um, Guys and Dolls and a little bit, maybe anything goes. um, And just, yeah, just thinking it was so cool to be able to watch these people turn into completely different characters. so that was kind of my introduction. And then um, I remember doing lights first for um, Little Shop of Horrors. That was my the one that I remember the, 
the best was um, Little Shop in 2002. So I would have been very young. <laughs> like <it was laughs> we we didn't start it early. Um, but yeah, I remember going and helping hang lights and stuff with my dad from a fairly young age, um, and just being around the theater. Um, I don't remember what my first onstage role was, but I did more backstage and lights kind of stuff than being actually on stage. So those were my, my more, uh, treasured memories was being up in the booth and setting up lights and all that good stuff. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Natalie? Um, my first official credit is helping with lights for Fiddler on the Roof. I'm sure I was just there um, to eat donuts while my dad did the work. <laughs> um, and to keep on trend, I think the Froms owe you guys some babysitting money because <laughs> I also have memories of being babysat at the theater. By during, the theater. By the theater um, <laughs> during Guys and Dolls. And, um, but my, my first on stage role, I believe was the, um, it's a wonderful life, I believe. And then again, grew up in children's theater. And then once I got to community players, I feel like, you know, just didn't really leave. <laughs> <laughs> and, and last, but certainly not least, Grace. <laughs> Yeah, so to just um, continue this trend, um, the the archive um, for BCP, um, I it says that I was doing lights for Fiddler on the Roof, um, which was, as they said, in 2003, but I was only seven years old, so that probably wasn't- Probably, probably child labor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so probably not, not really, really helping too much, but um, I also- But you were, you were probably in the room, and so we were like, yep, yeah, she counts. Absolutely. Um, but I, I distinctly remember um, the year before, during Little Shop of Horrors, um, I, I distinctly remember sitting in the aisle with um, Kelly and Shannon Byrne and just like watching a rehearsal and we were just um, sitting there <laughs> doing doing nothing, you know, just being babysat. And um, so, yeah, very much similar to the, the other sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so also oh. the Weedles must owe babysitting money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're getting it. We're getting that money out of them right now, uh, <laughs> with with uh, with how involved Cecily is. <laughs> um, so, if you guys had to think of one show or a moment that, for each of you, best summarizes your experiences at Community Players, what would that be? Hello, Dolly. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think that's probably similar for all of us, really. No, yeah. I'm, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to say noises off for me uh, ah. because that that was probably, and, and I'm sorry, I, I enjoyed working with the, the whole family in, in Hell and Holly. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, okay. but, you know, noises off is the show where everything, the wheels fall off. And if you've ever been in a show, at one point, at some point in a show, something goes wrong and you scramble. And, that, and that's what Noises Off was, you know, so it's, it just it just was so true to life. And we had a great cast and we, we all got along so well. And it was just, you know, so fun. And, and that was the second time I had done that show as well. And, and but it just to me, that just that summarizes everything I've ever done in theater. 
Yeah, that, that that is such a terrific show anyway. And that production, the fact that we fit that show and that set uh, in our space was an accomplishment in and of itself. Um, it, Claire, Claire, didn't you, weren't you on run crew for that? Didn't I, you help with the scene shift? Yeah, I was. I can't, I, I should have looked at the archive, but um, I don't think I did ASM. I think that was funny money or something like that but but yeah I definitely helped with the with the run crew on that and I do remember the applause every night that we would go and we would turn the whole thing around and it was yeah it was really such a fun show to work on and I wasn't there the entire rehearsal process but just the energy that you could feel during that production it was just so fun so it was awesome to be a part of it yeah, and so for for the rest of you, uh, you guys all were pretty unanimous in your "Hello Dolly" um, proclamation. There, talk about why <laughs> "Hello Dolly" meant so much to everyone except Brent. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that this Hello, is Natalie. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry, Natalie. Um, I think that "Hello Dolly" means so much to the rest of us because. Um, it was the only show that all six of us were together on stage. Um, and as previously stated, we all grew up in the theater, but this was the only time that we got to have nearly the same experience um, at the theater. Agreed. Yeah. This is yeah. I agree with everything <laughs> Natalie said. Yeah. Other yeah. I was going to say too, other sisters, do you have more to say? Cause I need to expand on maybe I, maybe I don't love hello Dolly as much as other ones. Now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to go rogue as well. I think I, I also, I, I mean, hello Dolly was just great. And I, I distinctly remember loving my dress. Like I had this nice, like mint green, um, very like lacy and like tool. Um, so I was like, I got the best dress and it was, I, of course, also the family stuff, but you know, that really, really cinched it for me. And, and Claire, you would choreograph that show, correct? If I, I remember right. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. I choreographed it and it was another fun, I mean, again, just like a way to bring all of our talents together to be in that production. And we had grown up watching the movie musical for it or of it, I should say, and, and to be able to be in it. And, you know, we were working with, the costuming, you know, just everything coming all together. It was just, it was super fun to share that as a family. You know, it's one thing to do it to create your family with that cast and crew, but like to actually have your family there is a whole other experience. I, I do have, this is Val, I have a favorite um, memory of that as well. And in the opening number, Call on Dolly, um, we're talking about all the things Dolly does for people. And one of the lines, which I particularly enjoyed since all of us were in the show together, was we say, call on Dolly if your eldest daughter needs a friend. And so for me, it really was a plea to the audience. <laughs> har, har, har. This is Claire. Har, har, har. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, wow, zing, okay. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I can feel the love on the podcast tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, apparently I'm the only one that values family time. Yeah. <laughs> well, Claire, you were, you were about to say something about maybe another show that, that sticks out for you? Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like 
in my time with community players, I feel like I've kind of gone through phases where a bunch of my high school friends and I were doing shows. We did state fair and, um, and other shows during our high school days. So that was kind of one experience. And then it was kind of, um, I went away and came back and, or, and we had done, um, then it was like, hello, Dolly. And then I, um, had moved down to Kansas and came back and, and did, um, Beauty and the Beast and Les Mis and Into the Woods. And, um, so that kind of, you know, being able to feel, I don't know, to, to have different experiences during the different phases of my life has been really interesting. Um, and kind of growing up with, um, you know, different people in the theater and then how your relationships and interactions change has been really fun too. But, you know, I, I, I can't pass up saying that Les Mis was such an incredible show to be a part of. Um, and that will always be one of my absolute favorite shows that I will ever be in. The, the costuming was beautiful. The songs were beautiful, beautifully sung. The acting was great. I feel like we really grew close as a cast. And I just, I just really, really enjoyed that show. So yes, family time is lovely, but you know, to be in a, (laughs) to be in such a massive production like that, it's really, you know, for some of us, it's kind of a once in a lifetime thing. So I really, I don't know, I'll always treasure, treasure. That was treasure and cherish. um, (laughs) Treasure. Yeah. Treasure. I would like to add on though, now that I know that we're not um, doing the happy family thing. I also, <laughs> I also loved being in Les Mis. Um, and I will just echo, it was an incredible cast. And I don't think, um, I don't think I've ever experienced a show where the cast clicked so well, so quickly. Um, and it, it was truly an incredible experience. And there were so many new people too. I mean, that cast, it kind of had some like you know, more veteran CP people and it brought in so many new faces and voices. And so it was really fun to have kind of this mixed bag of talent and people together. I think it was really cool to be a part of. Yeah. I kind of view that show as the, every few years there's, there are shows that kind of restock the well, so to speak, (laughs) um, uh, where we we get all these suddenly get all these new people involved and, and, and they become really, really, uh, integral parts of the organization, uh, and and you know these kind of re restocking the well shows are just uh, are wonderful shows, and they and they really stick out in a lot of people's memories. And and Les Mis was definitely one of those shows because it did bring in so many new people. It brought some old people back. It had veterans. It yeah was an absolutely tremendous show, and it absolutely took ten years off my life to produce it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, is there any show or role or program that, uh, any of you guys wished that you would have done when you were here, or maybe you didn't get a chance to, or, you know, you couldn't play Dolly Brent because, you know, <laughs> Dolly is a woman, uh, you know, are, so I'll just kind of leave that as an open question for you guys. Yeah. Um, I will start. This is Grace now. Well, hold um, on. We're, oh. th- what happened to the age order thing, Grace? We're going backwards. No. We're going backwards. You know, you have to jump sometimes. I don't get a lot of chance to speak in this family. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw an opening. <laughs> you uh, have to fight for every yeah, scrap. Exactly. I get it. exactly. Um, so Claire mentioned this just a bit ago, but um, Beauty and the Beast, like it was such a fun show. And I, um, 
I was able to work on the spot for that. Um, but unfortunately, um, before auditions and everything, there was an age restriction in place. So <laughs> Beth Churchman and I were so bitter because we couldn't audition and we couldn't be in it. But um, I, I just, I still loved that show. And it was so fun to, to be able to, to see my sisters up there, to see Claire as Belle and having all the little girls hold up their little light up roses in the audience. Um, but <laughs> I wasn't able to be in the show. So, <laughs> but you had the biggest light of all. Oh, fully, fully. I, yeah, it was, it was great. <laughs> um, this is Katie. Sorry, Natalie, I'm jumping over you, but you talked before. That's, that's okay. Yeah, um, you <laughs> the fighting is just uh... <laughs> yeah, the fighting. They never do this. <laughs> of course not um i was gonna say one of the shows that i would have I, I again did a lot more um backstage and lights and stuff than um on stage but i would have loved to be in fiddler and i don't think i auditioned which is probably why i wasn't in it it's hard to get in a show that you don't audition for um but i just i love fiddler and the production at cp was so good and I just have such like a strong memory of just thinking it was such a cool show to watch you guys do. And that even though I was running lights, um, it would have been really cool to be in that. Um, so that would be my my show that I would have liked to be in. I would. All right. Oh. There's two of you left. I'm going to jump in because I'm going to echo kind of what Katie said here too was um I had started with Anything Goes which was the musical the winter before Fiddler um and a lot of my friends had were in Fiddler on the Roof but I was a freshman in high school and I had recently um been on the dance team and so it wasn't or joined the dance team and I wasn't sure what you know what that was kind of going to entail and and I would have loved to be in Fiddler because again same things that Katie were saying was you know, again, the cast was awesome. The, just the design of it was really cool and it's just a fabulous musical. And so that would have been fun to be in. Um, but I also would have loved to have been in Thoroughly Modern Millie because I love that uh -huh. music. Um, so, but, and I can't remember what happened, but it was just scheduling things or whatever that I just wasn't able what, to do. But was that your first year teaching Claire? <clears throat> no, okay. I don't know what it was. I, I think like maybe big red singers or something had just gotten in the way I, I can't remember why but yeah scheduling conflicts of some sort but um but yes that's that's one that got away for sure for me so <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was gonna kind of also um talk about a show that I did not get to do um Guys and Dolls has always been one of my favorites um, but that was produced in 2001 when I was in first grade. So obviously, you would have been the cutest little hot box dancer. Yeah. Yeah. Guys and Savannah. little girls. Uh. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's what yeah. Right. There was no little girl with balloon in the Save a Soul theater or Save a Soul. Yeah, machine. no, no. <laughs> yeah, the hot box dancers don't quite. You know, it doesn't quite hit the same when they're right. seven. Right. I did all those shows. So you guys are, you know, I, I don't have any problem with it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can list one that you weren't in, Dad, if you want me to. Oh. Um, oh, well, I do actually have another one. This is Katie again. Um, but uh, I did lights also for proof, 
which was a play, not a mm. musical. Um, so our family wasn't, I feel like we kind of tended more towards the musicals. Um, but I just, I remember also loving um, CP's production of Proof. I hadn't heard of it before. Um, and I just, since that production, um, I've loved that, that story. Um, so now as an adult, I think it would be cool to be um, in that it's a small cast. So there's not a whole lot of room for other people. Um, but I think it would be, it, it, it would be cool to be in that now. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That that's a production that really sticks out in, in my mind as well. We did a lot of cool things with it, and that cast was was a pretty powerful cast. Um, a lot of heavy hitters in that one. Yeah, definitely. Katie, you keep jogging my memory too because I I remember doing a read through when we did a readers theater. We did a read through of Doubt. Yes, and yes. I I had I was a part of it at first, and then again memory is not helping me out here but then for some reason I wasn't able to follow through once it went to performance and I can't remember why it's maybe a funeral or something like that is kind of ringing a bell in my in my mind but um but if that ever went to stage I think that that would be really fun to try out you know to to well yeah um, yeah. light-hearted light-hearted little yeah 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 yeah. the feel-good comedy of the the decade that old farce doubt Um, (laughs) i think yeah i think that would be a really a really good production to get back into i remember really loving the script and um yeah that's so hilarious so (laughs) just kidding just kidding i think it'd be a great production to be in again Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, Brent, what about you? You know, I, 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 that was a hard one. There are so many good shows, and 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 that that out there, you know, and, and you know, I was I was thinking about this, and I, I thought, you know, and I kind of would go like Katie and, and Claire bringing in these other these things, and, I, and we love musicals, but you know, the, the epitome of like a, a drama that everybody always does, and it's is is Death of a Salesman, you know, and mm-hmm. and well, I'm not not a great huge like diehard fan of it but it's like it's like the sometimes you see that being the classic epitome of a drama period theater and i thought that might be the show that would be be good because it's, it's such a dynamic um interaction of the family and i thought that might be a that might be that might be it yeah that's uh, uh, Willie Loman, who... i'm sorry jamie no, go, no, go ahead willie loman has boys so it would be a world that Brent really could escape into. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I was going to say, you know, that that Willie Loman role is is such a bucket list role for for a number of actors that you know maybe that's also a bucket list thing for Brent you know, to have have sons. Yeah. <laughs> we could do all my sons as well. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Mine also goes along with um, what Claire was saying um, because I did the Readers Theater of The Boys Next Door. And I love that script. And even for the Reader's Theater, we had such a great cast. And then we moved away and then the production went to main stage. So I I never (laughs) got to see that, um, you know, come to full staging. But I loved being a part of the Reader's Theater version that we did of The Boys Next Door. Yeah, didn't you play Sheila in that? Yes, I did. Yes, I once did. again, Chris Obink swoops in. <laughs> I was um, going to say that, because but... <laughs> Chris played that role in the in the full production. Right, right. We're 
we're kindred spirits, Chris and I. Yeah. Um, well, so Brent, I want to ask you, you know, you were on the board of directors for a number of years and you served as president of the board as well. Um, how have you seen the organization change over time? Um, you know, I think it's, I've seen it expand uh, quite a bit. When, when I was on the board, we, you know, we were, we, we had just started, you know, some, you know, some of the, some of the programming and, and that was when, when children's theater was, was a separate entity and we started having those conversations and, and we started, you know, how to, how to develop into, you know, what we now is the, the, the acting up uh, part. And, and, and I see that we, you know, it's come kind of a full service uh, organization. You know, when, when I was on the board, it was, you know, we had kind of these distinct shows and we were doing okay, but we, we started expanding the programming. And I think it was just right after I took on that, we did, the, you did the, uh, uh, the, the young theater, youth theater. And we started doing some of those kind of cutting edge shows. So I think it's just the expansion and, and, and how it's, how it's gone from, I don't want to say a sleepy little community theater, <laughs> but now it's gone from this, you know, that was, they were always producing good shows, but, it's expanded now and you know we're doing you, you do you know your year round instead of the the nine months you know you're doing stuff like it's like a podcast like we're doing tonight um and and then you know the the you know the stuff all we were doing during the quarantine and, and you know the, the 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 friday night film uh, get together and it's just it's it's still it's like a, a, a an expansion of an extended family it doesn't get to sit down and have dinner together. Um, and, and it's, and I think it's just, it's just exciting to see that it, it's not, it's always evolving and, and it's being involved in challenging the thought process of people and, and challenging, um, you know, how people relate and how they, how they get to express their emotion. Oh, that's a, that's like a pull quote ready to go for some promotional materials there, Brent. There you go. I did my best. Yeah. Well, speaking, you had mentioned, you know, quarantine stuff, uh, a non-theater question here for the, for the Fromily. Um, what's something that you guys have been doing to keep sane during quarantine? Listen to the podcast. Yeah. Listen, listening to the Places Please podcast. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, um, not necessarily making it not a theater-related uh, question, because we've been watching, um, and mom, dad, and I have been watching a lot of um, stars in the house with Seth Rudetsky and a lot of um, like at-home Broadway content, um, and participating in the Friday Film Club, like my dad said. Um, so we've been we've been doing theatery things over here. <laughs> you just can't stay away from it. No, no. No. This is Katie. Um, I was going to say, too, I've been forcing Chloe to watch movie musicals with me. Um, <laughs> she, for some <laughs> reason, doesn't like to watch movies. She'd much rather watch TV shows. But once I force her into actually starting <laughs> a movie musical, she's obsessed with it. So, um, like, one example, we watched Newsies on Disney+. Plus. Um and she was like, nah, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to do that. And I just kind of started it and let it start going. And she asked for like the next week, can we watch Newsies again? 
Um, so, you know, starting the next generation to love the theater and to love um, musicals and stuff like that. So that's kind of what we've been doing. So, somewhere out there, when you mentioned Newsies, Brandon Clark's um, little cap just perked up. And, and he's like, Newsies? Uh, in that vein, uh, I, my husband, Neil, and I both have a toddler that we have been uh, chasing after for uh, most of our quarantine. So she's kept us busy and a little distracted. But um, I also, like Katie, instituted something that I call Teatro Tuesday because I'm a first grade teacher and I like alliteration. Um, <laughs> and, and and Thursdays were already taken, so I couldn't do theater Thursday. But um, yeah. <laughs> so we, we went a little uh, international. But, um, but we have also started doing some movie musicals and things to... Um, you know, form Neil, my husband's uh, better form his, uh, his palette of different movies, musicals and things. And um, Zoe, our daughter has really enjoyed watching people dance and sing also. And she's, uh, she'll be in the next generation of um, actors as well, because her current uh, hobby is just to lip sync and dance around. So I'll have to send a video of that sometime Jamie but it's it's very it's very hilarious but um but yeah we just none of us can stay away from from theater and musicals and things like that yeah um to kind of go off of that this is grace now um I I um have been trying to like still kind of stay in the know with what's happening in the kind of broader theater world um so like I have a friend who had a play reading last weekend um, and I have like one of um, I, I watched uh, the like one of my friends is a marketing manager um, out in New York and they were doing a live play via Zoom. So I I went in for that one. So still trying to kind of um, find theater where I can get in watching my master classes from like playwrights and things like that um, where I can. Um, but then I also have those times where I'm like just binge watching like RuPaul's Drag Race. So yeah. <laughs> definitely a healthy balance, you know, yeah. doing media. <laughs> yeah, we all have we all have been binge watching uh, Drag Race. Yeah. Right. Which is where um, Zoe gets her lip syncing, I think. <laughs> She's lip syncing for her life, for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Death drop kills. I've been mainly doing dishes and laundry to distract <laughs> myself from the fact that, you know, people are struggling with uh, a deadly virus. So when we're home, but we generate a lot more dishes. So if, if you want to uh, come and tackle some more dishes and probably some deadly viruses, uh, my sink is full <laughs> and and ready and willing because my dishwasher broke last week. Oh, good. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you know, that would be appropriate payback for all of the theater babysitting. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, I basically have, you know, I luckily, fortunately, or unfortunately work mostly, I try to work mostly from the house anyway. So my life really hasn't changed. Um, you know, I, I'm, you know, so I, that's, that's basically it. So I do, but, you know, I'm on, I'm on a, a, a task force for a company and, and we have plants around the world. So, you know, it's like for the first part of a couple of the weeks, it was always figuring out how how do we do this in the United States versus how we do this in the Netherlands, how we do that differently in Egypt. And, you know, so it's just been a crazy, you know, 
that. And I think we're finally settled down, but it's, you know, I, to me, it's not much difference is that I'm just not traveling and jumping on a plane as much. What a great transition, Brent, into the next question. Oh. It's as if you guys have a list of questions. Um, Psychic. Uh, so in a little bit of a where are you now, um, let's go around and just talk about what everyone is up to right now, uh, professionally or or personally and where you're at. <laughs> and since Brent started already and since um, I'm the next in order, um, I'm going to start it also because mine's the most boring, but um, we are thrilled to be back in Lincoln because um, back in Nebraska and specifically Lincoln because we uh, left Beatrice and went down to Wichita, Kansas, and then we progressed further south and we're in southeast Texas for a few years and um, just always hoped to get back to Nebraska and had the opportunity to move wherever we wanted, thanks to Brent's job. And um, of course he said Lincoln, because that's where at that time all four of the girls were. So we, um, yeah, so we're back in Lincoln and I have <laughs> one of my favorite jobs You were babysitting ever, grandmas, just yeah. random grandmas. <laughs> anyway, um, I've got being, some hard candy. Uh, 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 grandma <laughs> babysitter. Well, no, I mean I babysit the granddaughters, so. Um, Zoe would be with me. <laughs> you know, they're they're high needs. <laughs> they need to <laughs> don't choke, Granny. Um, anyway, yeah. So the um, yeah babysitting Zoe, who is almost two years old, and Chloe, um, who is oh, okay. Almost eight years old. <laughs> and I guess that's me. And, um, um, this is you know, Claire. Just I'm just so realizing that I've never introduced myself until. <laughs> I'll start now. Um, yeah. Fans know her fans. Yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if you know, you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but uh, no, I uh, haven't been able to do any productions um, at uh, CP or anywhere else because um, I'm a first grade teacher at LPS and. Uh, with my uh, first grade role, it uh, keeps me very busy outside of the school day as well. Um, and I also have a little one to take care of. So um, that keeps me busy now, but I'm, we're, I'm hoping soon that I'll be able to get back onto the stage in some capacity. So, um, but I, I do like to think of my first graders as my own little audience that I get to perform to every day. So a command performance. Yes, exactly. With right. a captive audience. That's right. Exactly. No bad reviews. No bad reviews. So. <laughs> um, okay, this is Katie. Um, I am currently living in Lincoln, as my mom said already, um, with Chloe, my almost eight-year-old. Um, you know, we kind of did a roundabout way of getting back <laughs> To Nebraska too. We were in Wichita for a while um, and then down in Texas for a while and uh, that was too weird and I had to come back to Nebraska. Um, so we've been here for a few years now and I am currently working as a special education para in LPS.
Natalie, um, <laughs> number three, if you forgot. Um, I, <laughs> I did my own bouncing around, but it was not um, from town to town. It was from major to major um, in college. So after many years, I graduated <laughs> in oh, December. Uh, that's um, a good transition for me. Um, I, I did not keep it in education. Waiting, um, this is great. Um, that first <laughs> teaching I, job. So. I, so I kind of also bounced around, but it was education. a little bit in a different manner. So I was actually the only of the four girls who didn't <laughs> um, go to high school in Beatrice. So we moved when I was 14 years old. Um, and then I was in Wichita and then I came back for college in Lincoln. Um, and then after I graduated, I was, um, I worked at the Eugene O'Neill Theater Center out in, um, Connecticut. Um, and so that I was there for about a year and a half. And, um, then last September I started a job, um, at Omaha Performing Arts, um, as the community engagement assistant. Um, so kind of helping try to get people involved and um, with the arts and kind of see the, the various opportunities that um, I, I had when I was younger through CP and being able to kind of see um, arts in a new way. So um, unfortunately, though, um, like so many theaters, um, OPA was affected by the pandemic. Um, and um, I am unfortunately being laid off in late June, um, but I'm I'm still still committed to the arts. Um, so yeah, awesome! Such a great uh, diversity of things between yeah. teaching and and going into. But you know, uh, you're all still somehow connected to the arts, and I think that is wonderful. Well, I think I, think I mean. Go ahead, Sorry. Katie. I was going to say, I don't think we could survive without the arts. All of us have, you know, in our daily life, I think we all go through some sort of um, uh, artistic outlet in one way or another. So it's definitely a big part of our family. And, and, I, and I'll say that I think that's the other part is, you know, you know, I, I'm, I'm being an, a chemical engineer by trade, you know, and, and being this, I guess in work being this, you know, always anal have to be analytical and think logically and systematically. I think that's been the, been the release is, you know, is, is, you know, Claire and Katie and the girl said earlier and, and Natalie and Grace said earlier is they got to watch me do things when I was younger that they got to watch me put on a different persona. And I got to be kind of nuts and crazy and, and do whatever I wanted to do. And I took on this whole different role and a personality I think that's that's helped us over time. Is that we've we we've kept those the arts and and especially theater so close and dear to our heart because it's allowed us releases and let us go out and throw ourselves and put ourselves out in front of people and not not per se as as Brent Fromm but as a character being Charlie Baker or the rabbi's son or and fiddler and all that stuff and I think that's and and and. You know, I don't want to sound cliche, but the arts are so important um, to to the fa our family as well as to the world. And, and when we start just getting rid of that, and we just we focus on just our little circle of our influence or what, whatever our job is, and we don't have this other creative outlet, we we lose something. I think that's why we stay so connected and and. And that, I'm going to step back a little bit. And, and that's what I, 
I hate that we have this pandemic going on, but what you saw for the first few weeks of this was, was the arts and the theater and the, the, that community step up and reach out and show compassion across the board uh, and, and say, hey, we're here to help others. It's not about me. It's not about what I do. It's about how do I help this other people who are hurting at this time. And I think that's just uh, uh, that, that, that goes with, goes beyond how to the comprehension of what I want to say, but it's just, it's just that that, that has been such a, a blessing for our family to be involved in, in this type of organization and this type of activity that, that it'll pay dividends. And it's something that you can do from when I started, when I was in third or fourth grade, to now being in my mid fifties, it hasn't changed. It's still theater and it's still life and it's still fun. Yeah. That, that's, uh, I, I really love what, what you said there. And, and it really struck me as you were talking about how, uh, arts organizations, the really, the really strong arts organizations were the first ones to step up, uh, when this pandemic hit, uh, with offering at-home programming and reaching out and making sure everyone's okay, uh, despite the fact that uh, we are the second most impacted sector of the economy um, from the pandemic. Only the airlines have been have uh, lost have had bigger losses than the performing arts sector, uh, and uh, that's a really a great observation about how just the natural and inherent. Uh, selflessness of arts organizations. And Jamie, I want to take this opportunity to applaud you and um, the rest of the staff there at CP for uh, doing that as well, for so uh, effectively keeping us connected and um, bringing us joy during the pandemic, even though we can't come see live theater. And um, although we weren't able to come down Saturday for um, the uh, mural painting, we watched it on Facebook and it was so um, encouraging to see people sharing positive messages in that way. And so kudos to you guys for lifting the community in so many ways in, in these challenging times. Well, thank you very much. And now for a total change of pace, <laughs> it's time for our backstage bloopers segment, where we ask our guests to share behind the scenes mishaps or stories that can only happen in live theater. Pivoting a bit from the emotional. That's right. Uh, just, a, just a bit of a... <laughs> I will start, Natalie, again. Um, one of my... This is not my blooper, but it was one of my favorite bloopers that happened um, in the theater. And I believe it was act two of Les Mis. Um, and am I, am I right, Claire? Yes. Yep. And I remember that I was just like sitting backstage waiting for my next entrance. And Claire had gone out into the parking lot to warm up her voice um, for her next song. And all of a sudden, you just hear this, woo! And Jeff Ramsey comes <laughs> running through the green room. Um, and I was like, what is happening? And I, like, followed him out there. And his hand is just, like, 
attacking Claire's face, trying to get her to stop because her microphone was on, okay. just sirening yeah. over okay, whatever emotional. Like I was yeah. yeah, that was one of my favorites. No. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, Natalie, that, um, yeah, that's a true, like, live theater mishap. So I was, yeah, I was mic'd up, and I had gone fully out into the parking lot behind community players. So no one would hear and you. Was, <laughs> correct. So no right to make sure that no one heard me. Um, yeah, and was just kind of warming up my voice because it was, like, right before on my own, and I wanted to, you know be ready for that song and yeah and both um both jeff and josh came bolting out well yeah came bolting out and uh yeah attacked me um and then let me know that (laughs) my mic was still on and i was mortified to have that happen but what are you gonna do you know it's live theater things like that happen Uh, it's a sound booth's fault (laughs) yep yep, that's a soundboard up right yeah yeah yeah. but you know whatever it's fine but um yeah that definitely came to mind for me too natalie what other stories yeah i think one story that probably we all love retelling um, is during Beauty and the Beast. Um, this isn't like directly affecting me or anything, but it was during the like storming of the castle by the um, by the villagers, and the all of the villagers were then like surprised by the the objects and everything who were attacking them. So, um, I and someone else can feel free to step yeah, well, in because I'm sure you. I think the story. choreography was to like turn to stage left and put your hands up, and then turn to stage right, put your hands up and then turn to the audience and put your hands up. And right as we were turning towards the audience and putting our hands up, you can you can take it back, Grace. Okay. <laughs> um, so right as they were like turning towards the audience, there was just a little old lady who had to go and use the restroom. So they, it looked like they were all so afraid of this little woman who was just like, <laughs> she's, com- she's coming down the center something. aisle just as they're turning back to be shocked. And she hits the light. You know, you, the entire audience could see her on that bottom stair as the entire cast turns to her and, you know, is shocked and frightened and throws their arms up and, it was it was couldn't have been better timing if it were choreographed that way. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that story. <laughs> oh yeah. It was great. I also have one from Beauty and the Beast, and it's not a proud moment for me, but um I uh ASM'd on that one as well. And there was a night where it wasn't my normal job, but something happened with somebody on the run crew, and I had to hold um a set piece which was the dungeon and um and I hope you don't remember this Jamie but I'll never forget it (laughs) anyway something (laughs) happened and I was you know I lost my focus for a moment and lost also my grip on this set piece that was just like a cutout of the the dungeon and it fell forward onto the floor and if you ever um, had a truer moment of breaking the fourth wall, I, I don't know what it could have been because the entire thing just fell and you, the audience could see everything backstage and um, I was mortified. And um, yeah, that was, that was a, a terrible blooper for me. 
Wow, I don't remember. This is Claire. I don't remember this at <laughs> yeah. all. I, it, I, it, yeah. I do. <laughs> wow, you were mad. Oh, come on. Boy, Jim almost escaped. <laughs> you know how threatening Jim McNeil oh. is. <laughs> okay, this is reminding me now, too, of In Beauty and the Beast. Boy, we had some mishaps. Um, and overall, a good show. Uh, it was a great production. But I do, now that I'm remembering um, that it, so it was the scene, so Steve and I were slow dancing to Beauty and the Beast as Judy Anderson is singing it, and she somehow just, like, skipped up the word, you know, sometimes you just kind of go on autopilot and had somehow flubbed up the words, and then she just kind of ended the song early, and we, the orchestra just kind of kept playing, and we were just kind of swaying, looking at each other. (laughs) Do we just keep dancing? I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't super noticeable. I don't think, but I just, I remember it feeling like an eternity (laughs) that we were swaying there for how long do we, should we just go sit down? What should we do? So, um, but yeah, but truly I, when I was thinking through these bloopers, I can't believe I can't remember more just like silly little things. Like surely I had to have had some weird costume change or something like that. But I, I truly don't remember. I've got two. Um, one, I, I don't think I can say on air, but it was had to be Cecil <laughs> Redmond um, during one of the first shows I ever involved with during a dressing room incident. Um, ah, yes. The famous, <laughs> uh, the famous Cecil dressing room story. Yeah. Um, I'll tell the girls off air sometime. Yeah. Um, but we, I, the other one I can think of, and I, I don't remember the show, but I, I was in, and it was a, kind of a big cast and, in and, 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 uh, Patrick Marlett and I were back there kind of just goofing off. We, we had a long break before we had to be on it. And, 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 you know, we were just kind of goofing around, trying to just make it light because we knew we had time and quite a few people there. And so, so Patrick and I were playing like assassins, trying to like shoot each other, right. Trying to be spies. And so in the green room, we're sitting there and, you know, and, and this week out of being lovely and quiet on stage and, we were acting like assassins trying to shoot people and stuff. And, and so we started doing suicide roles where, you know, like the cops run, they kind of roll in and pull the gun out. And so I kind of did that. And unfortunately I didn't realize there was a trash can right there. (laughs) I rolled in and it's quiet on stage and I go, bam, into the trash can. And everybody in the green room turns Eyes get like dollar size plates and just go. And I couldn't say anything because you know it was the green room. And I look up and I look at Patrick and he looks mortified. Now mortified, we're like, going, I really hope Jamie didn't hear that. <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I remember that story. <laughs> All right. Well, any other uh, bloopers or things like that? I mean, there's always the things on stage. I remember, I remember in, and I'll, I'll joke, this is an stage one when during uh, Kiss Me Kate, and, you know, I struggled with that role. And I, and I don't know how you talked me into that role, Jamie, but you did. <laughs> because I didn't want to play it. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I, I got so nervous. I lost 20, like 20 pounds during that show. But I remember, You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gained, I gained it that and back. <laughs> and I remember towards the end, it was, it was a, a scene with Dwight. Teeman and I, and I went out there and I looked at him. He looked at me, and I we jumped like two pages, 
and we looked at each other and both I looked at him and I went, I mouthed to him and I said, I don't know where the we are. And it was just under my breath. And he looked at me, and he looked, I looked terrified. He could tell, and he kind of fed me a line under my thing. And then we kept going, but it was just like, it was just a, it was one of those things where I went out there and it was, I, I could not even imagine what was going on in the scene. And I was out. So uh, he saved me. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, real quick here, we've kind of talked about this a bit already, but uh, what has community players meant for you guys and your family? Uh, Brent uh, had a very eloquently put uh, description there. Is there anything that anyone wants to add? I just want to say that um, for me, it was a safe place to play. It was a, a place where we met people who were like us more than they were unlike us, where um, we could be other people and be truly ourselves. And uh, we have made some of our best lifelong friends through Beatrice Community Players. And, um, and it was something we could all do together. Um, you know, if we were, there are a few things that families can all participate in together the way we were able to all stay involved in community players together. And so I am so thankful for that because it really brought us closer to share those experiences and broaden our love of theater. Um, so I, I feel like it, it was truly the first taste of theater and the arts that I had growing up. Um, it was really the one of the most formative experiences that I had. And um, it really did help lead me to um, this field and being in arts administration. Um, just knowing that um, it is it is a safe space, like my mom said. It's, it's somewhere where um, young people can feel comfortable and learn to explore who they are and um, just my my desire to kind of help um instill that in in the community is definitely um it was was an ex a, an example that was so brilliantly put out by yes community players so yeah yeah i i would agree with that and i i feel like it kind of gave us <laughs> you know, a, a sort of a place to kind of block out. I mean, all of us have kind of said this, but a place to kind of block out the rest of the world, you know, stressors from jobs or from school or from, you know, you know, if you have stressors in your family life or things like that, it's just kind of a place where you can focus in on yourself and, and the community of people that work with Beatrice community players kind of became an extended family for us, even though we were lucky enough to have each other, you know, have our actual family involved in, we have so many relationships built for, you know, not just a show, but now for years and years and years um, and throughout different phases of our life. And we've just been so incredibly lucky to be a part of this, this community. Yeah, I would agree with um, all of that. And I think the theater also kind of helped us um, learn how to be inclusive with other people as well. Um, and I think 
I think that's something that is really important in, in Beatrice specifically when we have um, residents coming in from Mosaic or BSDC. Um, it, I think that gave us just another layer of understanding and acceptance and it was a safe place for um, them to bring their residents knowing that those of us on stage know what it's like to create a family and um, just to have that safe space as well. Um, so this is Katie. Um, yeah, I just want to kind of echo what everyone else has said, which is why I didn't jump in because they've all said it so well. Um, but it is, it's just a place where, um, you know, we can kind of learn who we are and we can build the relationships with people that maybe we wouldn't necessarily have had those relationships with um, had it not been for theater. And as Claire said, you know, it's not just for that show or for that year that they were involved or whatever. Like it's, we have these relationships with some of our friends from community players and that's lasted for years and years and years. Um, and it's just, um, created such a, a special bond between the people who were involved, um, in those shows with us and, to feel comfortable for us and for them to grow as human beings. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's such a special, special place. Well, you know, I could uh, talk to you guys all, all night. Uh, <laughs> and if we, we had, uh, if we were sitting at a bar, we probably <laughs> would be talking all night. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's see, but uh, would that be six of us? Would we would be able? Would we all be able to sit at the same bar together? I think so. Uh, <laughs> um, but is there anything else that any of you would like to add as we kind of wrap things up here tonight? Just thank you. Thanks for having yeah. us. Yeah. Thank Thanks for having us tonight and for having us. You know, letting us be a part of the magic of CP all through those years. We're we're a difficult bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, thank you to the entire Fromm family for visiting with us and sharing how much Community Players has meant to them over the years. This podcast is a production of Community Players in Beatrice, Nebraska. Be sure to follow us during this time on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube with the hashtag HoldPleaseCP. You can help us keep our programming alive by going to our website, BeatriceCommunityPlayers.com, making a donation, buying CP merch, pre-ordering your 2020-2021 season tickets, or ordering a gift certificate for future productions. Remember, we are changing up our podcast release schedule, so our next episode will come out in two weeks. But visit our social media and website to learn more about some of the new programming we have planned as we hopefully move into the final stages of our Hold Please Shutdown. Thank you, and stay safe because we want to see you again at the theater.